Okay, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Campfire Charlie from Northern Michigan, welcoming all you to join us. That is Ginger. That's Dippy Dog, Harold, and Elmo. Harold and Elmo. Harold is in the back. Elmo's on the side. So, how's everybody doing tonight? Good. How was Mother's Day? Mother's Day was pretty good. Uh, you went on a trip there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went on a trip. Hours. On Mother's Day? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you had to work a 12-hour day on Mother's Day? Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I'll let Harry go home early. So. It is what it is. Right. <clears throat> Put in the hours before we go down to Gaylord on Friday. Right, right. Yep, we got to go to... Got to go to Gaylord on Friday and... Because <clears throat> I'll probably end the week with 48 hours. Pull four twelves and call her good. There you go. There's a two. <clears throat> Better than hitting 80. Right. I want to be laughing. Look how much farther ahead he is than you. <laughs> Next hand, he's winning. <laughs> so I don't know if any of y'all play cribbage or not, but we love playing cribbage up here. We're obviously from Michigan. Euchre. Euchre's another one. Though. Yeah, Euchre's a good one, but cribbage is a little more challenging. Which also, did you see the road construction? Yeah. They're paving. Yes, they are paving. They are paving, so I'm happy. We're getting a little bit closer. Yes. I was kind of <clears throat> honestly a little bit concerned. Everybody's like, yep, they're talking. November 10th, I said, yep, we'll see it in the spring. Road construction in northern Michigan lasts longer than most marriages. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hold on. They're just going through phase one. Yeah, that's phase one. Oh, I know. They're going through phase one. But you know they what? They have to have that phased up on Memorial Day because the bridge opens, the swing bridge opens. I know. And I when know. that breaks down, it has to stay open to allow boat traffic. Yep. Maritime laws override road, road laws. laws. Yep. And you know what the part I'm <clears throat> actually kind of a little bit more excited about? The state flowers come back up. Orange road cones. Yeah. <laughs> so what he's talking about is uh, if you live in northern Michigan, you know about the traffic through Lansing right now is horrid. Kick those two. Because they decided to go through Lansing and completely destroy the roadway. Yeah. And redo it. It's and redo it. Because the road was just trash. Well. At, at least through Ponchi and outside of Lansing, it was garbage. Yeah, it was. Very <clears throat> bumpy. Very. It, it was definitely not a motorcycle-friendly road. It wasn't motorcycle-friendly, but they could have done it in a, a more friendly phase of tearing up half of the side of the road and then doing the other half. Actually, the way they're doing it right now through downtown allows more of a flow. It's better it's than doing it the other way. It's faster. It allows because they also, flow. The only problem that you're running into is a lot of your businesses downtown have lost business. 
No, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, it it don't matter. The They're still open. struggling. The bakery's struggling. Bob's, Bob's is struggling. Young's you know? not so much because they got a nice little parking spot. They there, do, but and they're right still there. struggling. But nobody's buying. <clears throat> I mean, it, they're the one bait shop between three different lakes that people can fish easily, and you pretty much got to go through the construction to get to it. So yeah, you want to know why they did the whole road? Okay. They were redoing the. Uh, Sewer lines. The sewer system, yeah. <clears throat> and they run right down the middle of the road. Right. So you gotta pull up both sides to do it. So. It makes sense. It's just making it a lot. A, it, a it's lot making. Harder yeah. To prepare for Ford. Yeah, no, it, it, it's going to be a little bit of a cost here for a while, but I think once once it's all said and done, it'll be nice. I, I was not a big fan of them moving the downhill from. Chicago over. Oh no, me neither. So yeah, I think I think that's gonna cause a little bit of a different bottleneck or people trying to turn right. You got two because they're gonna they're talking about putting a stoplight at the bottom. You're gonna have it's gonna be like Toscan work. You're gonna have a stoplight here and a stoplight there. <laughs> and anybody coming down thirty one is not stopping that first yeah. that first stoplight. They're gonna bust to try and get through it and then they're gonna block the whole road. Yep. And really it's like gonna be enough. you get four points each run. Because you got two runs with the queen here. So you got oh, eight points. oh my god. <laughs> and then two for the queens is ten. Oh. But yes, yeah, so it's going to be a bottleneck there. It's going to be a bottleneck. Uh, we'll see how it works out. So that, that's where I was understanding that they were going to do a roundabout there. I I hope not. I hope I'm not. hoping right not. The but bottom of the hill. Right you don't know how many up. people are going to be stuck in that roundabout because of the stoplight? Oh, dude. Like that, that, that would be the traffic worse. that comes off of 68 every day is going. Oh, yeah. they're, the they're the ones coming, to, but most of them are going to Tosky. So that's what they eliminated was because, so a lot of what's happening there, why they eliminated it is the people coming down off Chicago. Bottleneck 68. Not even, not even that. The people coming off 68 didn't care. They thought they had the right of way because they were coming out. No, the person, they were coming into the lane of travel. There were multiple accidents there that they... They're like, you know what? People don't know how to drive. We're just going to change it. So, and that hill, that hill was horrible. They put a in better the winter grade time, in the winter time. That hill was terrible. They put a better grade in the new down, the new hill. Yeah. It's not as steep. Which, understandably, it's a shorter path to take, so you have a lot less of that downhill coming in. And it, like, like I said earlier, that thing iced up so bad. Like there, you come sliding into that, and you have no idea. So I think having that little bit shorter, little bit shorter play will will help. Mm -hmm. Said that that lighter grade. <clears throat> but we'll see what it does for the flow of traffic. Do we want to talk about why Dion only drinks PBR now? Uh, probably because he can't hack it. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, <laughs> you think so, eh? It's not his typical Bud Light life. <laughs> the reason why I only drink PBR is because I became allergic to Budweiser and Milwaukee's Best and Coors because of the brewing process. And it, which is which is actually funny because it's not in the. It, it's it's in the brewing process, but it's not in the brewing process. It's in the process, the processing portion of the hops, is where it's at. 
So each company does it differently. That's why you get the different tastes. Some do it in water. Some do it in a hot water bath with salt. And it just it, it all depends on which process you use. So it may not even be the hops or the ingredients in the beer. It may be the one way that they process the hops down to get the alcohol content. <clears throat> it might be the hops because who knows? PBR but, might use a different hops than the rest of true, them. True, comes from a different part of the world. Because this one has three different ones in it. Yeah. Bud Light uses hops and rice. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> hops, rice, and barley. Yep. So, yeah, and, and it could it could literally just be one of the additives that's in it that you're allergic to in that process. All I know is I get a hell of a headache from it, and it hurts. Yeah, I can do kind of the same thing. I can't drink, like, I can drink Bush Light in moderation, but if I have, like, three or four of them, I'm getting sick of it. Because my stomach can't. No. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, if I'm sitting there, like, drinking, and, like, we normally do, like, right. I normally sip on a bottle of schnapps. That's just where I'm at. That's me. When I run out of that, you guys are over. We're normally sitting around a campfire. It's like, yeah, I'll have a couple beers. I wake up in the next morning. I'm like, my stomach is upside down. That, that's not even what I'm laughing about. I'm laughing about the point when you and uh, Elliot called me and told me to bring over another case of beer. Yeah, and I knew I was. <coughs> I knew I was in trouble that night. Oh, trust me, I knew I was already done for. <laughs> Might as well continue to go. And we went through. Two thirty racks in about two hours. Yeah, that was a, that was a rough night. I drove home after that. <laughs> oh, that. Those are called Dirty Thursdays. I haven't had one of those in a while. Or feeling it Fridays. <laughs> feeling feeling it feeling Fridays, Fridays because you're feeling it the next morning for sure. Now you're gonna sleep it off because I don't work till four. Well, yeah, you see, you're one of the lucky ones. You get that opportunity to be able to sleep it off. Some of us go to work from 9 to 5. We don't get the luxury of sleeping until 4 a.m., 4 p.m. Hold on. But you got to remember, I start at 9 o'clock in the morning and work till fucking midnight, too. Oh, wait. Don. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I swore. Yep. He sweared it. I sweared it. <clears throat> Yeah. But yeah, I go into work at nine, and four out of five days, my work schedule is nine to question mark. And then the other day is four to close, which is usually two o'clock in the morning. Oh, are they going to him? No, yeah. oh no. Harold, send him those ones. You want to throw a couple logs on that fur? <clears throat> Yep. The fur. The fur. The fur is going out. Fur, man. <laughs> he hit his head up. <laughs> it's perfect. So, James, I, I hear that you're uh, taking your motorcycle safety class this week. I am. Oh. You're going with me. How do you? How did you just hear about it? We're taking it together. Oh, we are, aren't we? Yeah. You guys yeah. are taking it together. Oops. <laughs> are you excited, at least? Uh, yeah. He's already got his license, but he wants to take the class. Well, and actually, the class, taking the class ain't a bad idea for anybody who wants to take it. Now, if you are in Michigan, taking that motorcycle safety class gives you an extra discount on your insurance, on top of what you may or may not already get, no matter what age. So, like, for you, even taking it, like, I know that for me, I pay, I pay under $300 a year for two motorcycles. Now, something that I did learn this week. And I think the three of us need to look into it. The four of us. Mm -hmm. 
we need to look into a bait for $30 a year. We can get $30,000 worth of life insurance through a bait. I have I have $250,000 life insurance on my motorcycle. And okay. bodily injury. I have actually but, half a million bodily through through a bait, which is an organization, a motorcycle organization. Yeah, but why would I pay for more when I already have it with my Because you you're you're actually part of a group that they lobby they lobby does your insurance company lobby for motorcyclists? My insurance is literally just motorcycles. But does your insurance company lobby for motorcyclist laws? You're saying lobby, like what do you mean lobby? Like go to Lansing and fight, stand behind and fight for what you want. When you say lobbying, right? Okay. Do they go to Lansing and fight for what you? So yes, they will if I need to. That's what the extra. No, 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 no. Do they go to Lansing? They will. They'll go to Lansing. If I need them to, that's what I pay. So I pay an extra premium on my... No, 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 no. No, I'm talking for every motorcyclist, okay? The helmet law. You don't like wearing a helmet. Do you know who got that passed? A bait. Okay. A bait got that passed. That's perfect. So a bait's out there. Your your right to do that was a bait. Why would I also want to put a little extra money in for a smaller deal when I have it already set up? Because you've already you may already have that, but for thirty dollars more, you get to go on. You get to be a part of a group that goes on rides. They sponsor events. I'm not a big events guy. I like to go out on my bike and ride, And, and that's fine. Which and don't get me wrong. Now a lot of these guys, here's a lot of my problem with it, is a lot of these big motorcycle clubs and any of these people that you do the rides for like that. A lot of them groups can be very tight knit groups that just I don't know, I don't agree with them a lot of times. I'd rather just ride and do my thing and do me in a small group, six to eight people. Right. You know, aside and that's like, fine. Which also, like, I get where you're coming at with a bait. A bait's great because they'll come to stand for anybody, no matter if you're in the group. If you're not, you're a motorcyclist. They're with you, right? But why don't we have that then offered to us with a part of our insurance? Why isn't it? Because your insurance get? company doesn't care about you. Your insurance company, you're paying them. That's true for something you may or may not need, and then when you do actually need it, even though all the years you paid into it, now your premiums go up. We're, that's a whole nother subject. We'll yeah, they're, oh, yeah, they're they're gonna screw you regardless. You- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, I mean, like, so I get it, but why can't they sponsor and hook up with one of these things and do it kind of together? You know what I mean? Because the insurance companies have lobbyists that fight against a bait. Okay. Okay. The insurance companies want you to wear want you to wear a helmet. They want you to have speedometers or governors on your motorcycles. Because they don't want you to be able to, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. that makes sense. Um, it's like August bike. So basically, <clears throat> you're, ba- you're, ba- <laughs> you're basically having insurance against the other insurance. Hey, yeah. So you, you're having insurance. You're paying for them to be able to lobby for you to, to, to keep so your rights. And if your insurance wants to tell you to kick rocks and suck a fat bag of dirt, they can come in and lobby against what's going on to correct the wrong. Right. Okay, so let's see. Now that makes more sense. Now that I didn't know, which is all right. And, I have my, and the the life insurance on top of it. You need to slide. Huh? You need to slide, right? Just a little bit. You're like, when you're leaning when over. When you're leaning over. Yeah. 
the the life insurance on top of it is a bonus. Okay. Because if anything were to happen to you, at least okay, you got the twenty five thousand or two hundred fifty. Okay, you got the two hundred fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy, but that's an extra thirty thousand on top of it. True. But they don't, and then if they it, don't want to try and pay it, the a bait can come a in bait and will pay it. Will make it. Get paid. Yes. At least they'll pay the thirty thousand. Like, let's say the insurance company. Which, because that kind of irritates me another way. Like the insurance company, even the, the insurance company, the cops, the people on the roads. We're just a, an obstacle, which irritates me immediately. If you like, if any traffic thing happens, people cut you off. People slam on their brakes in front of you. No matter what, the bikers immediately at fault, and I don't understand how that happens. Understandably, watching some of these guys on YouTube, the crotch rockets, the guys on their Harley, the guys are just ripping around, causing chaos. They put a bad rap for the ninety percent of us majority guys who ride like decent human <clears throat> beings and get screwed because of those guys. <clears throat> I mean, I ride a little bit, okay, <laughs> but still, I'm not out here doing a hundred twenty no. mile an hour splitting lanes on the on the highway. Nonetheless, like on 31, but, I'm not splitting a two-lane highway with traffic coming on this side and traffic going this way. I'm not splitting down the middle of it. Here's the problem, okay? You see it from a from a motorcycle point. I see it from both points. I see it from a truck driver's point well, and a motorcycle see, point. I see it from a truck driver's point, too, because my dad drove truck for many years, and I rode with him. The, the number of people that would pull out in front of an 18-wheeler barreling down the highway Is and ridiculous. then not go anywhere. And then the truck driver's at fault. Exactly. The same thing there. The truck driver's at fault. The motorcyclist's at fault. It's not the person behind the wheel who pulled out in front of us. Or that's and, texting and driving. And I will say this time and time again. Anybody who listens to this, cameras, 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 cameras. You cannot beat video footage. They cannot lie to video footage. <clears throat> who was I just talking to over the weekend? If you can put a camera on your handlebars to show what's in front of you, to see if someone pulls out, and one on the back to see if someone hits you from behind, not paying attention, <laughs> there's no. You take that to court, you're you you won. Oh, the other day. Your lead. Which one? The one that was following us in, when we were driving the truck. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Some people that, and some people don't even care. Like, hey, when you're on a motorcycle, they'll climb right up on you on the stop sign. That happened to me today. Me and Emily, when we were fucking... I'll paint. When we were coming back from Louie's. Yeah. That car behind me climbed right up on top of me. And, Man, that's why and I, I had told you, them to back why, right on up. That's why, I I had you, that's why I had you slide in front of me. Right. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm one of those guys. I don't put up with that. If you're close enough to me, I'm going to give you a wave back like this. If you don't move back, if I creep forward and you creep right up on me... Your nice, pretty white car is going to get covered in black speckled rubber. Because I'm going to spin that tire in front of you, and I'm going to make sure you remember what you did. Well, I don't have the money to replace tires. I had to replace a front tire this last week, and that I'm was expensive. golf balls. <laughs> <laughs> golf balls are a little excessive. Oh. <laughs> By the time it hits the fucking hood, I even gave you a clap. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the time it hits the hood, they'll understand. Because it's not like I'm throwing it high, hard, you know, yeah, right see, at their car. Yeah, but see, then you draw a fine line with... That's one of those things. Cameras, 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 cameras. So that way, if you are a biker and you have to take any kind of action, 
gotta make sure you're justified. Like, right. cause that just gives it a bad name. Itself. True. And people stare at that too. Like, cause I got guys that ride with four foot whips, five foot whips, but they'll reach back and crack cars on the hook if they're too close. Like, understandably, get back. This you're is my four or luck. five foot. You're too way too close. But I've had guys ticketed for doing that. Right. But the cops don't understand. Like, look, I'm sitting on my bike. If I can smack back here like this, they're too close. It goes out the window. You're on a bike. Yep. You need to be the one paying attention. They're not paying attention to you. That's why I try to make my bike as shiny and bright and as much obnoxious stuff on it. Flying away as possible. It's like you with your underglow. My underglow. Perfect thing. At night. If somebody looked at you and hit you and at night said, I couldn't see him, I'd turn all them lights on and be like, you couldn't see that UFO coming down the freaking road? Yep. Come on. Right. Which, another thing, how do you see at night? Your front lights that are you, on your handlebars, on your handlebars, your turn signal lights are behind your he- your windshield. When I passed you that night, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see five feet in front of you guys and I was right behind you guys. That's why I passed you and got in front of James and you. I come up by you, and all I could see was your lights reflecting in your windshield. Like, how do you see through that? I got them. I got them pointed right now. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say because I there's no way. Like, I got in front of you, and I'm like, oh my god, this ten times better. Yep. <clears throat> I bet you needed one night ride to figure out where he needed a pointer. Yeah, and that was the first night ride he had. Yep. Which also the same thing. When I tightened my windshield down again, I pointed my my headlight down. Right. I got to loosen it, pull it back, so it shines up a little higher. I yeah, I got a new it. headlight because mine is dim. Yours is dull. Well, yours is an old halogen. Yeah. You need to get. But I, I don't. Need to, but if we swap LED in that, I don't know if we'll be able to just swap LED to that, or if we're going to have to put ballast in and powered. Or, well, you're going to have to probably put ballast and power inver in. It's it. Bikes and cars are two totally different things. I don't know if they'll run with that resistor in it. No. Like a car. I, I don't know. I, I've never really played with it. I know the old, the newer ones do because the newer ones are set for it. Because I don't know them come with it. Right. Like mine, mine doesn't have the resistor. Mine just has the, the way it's wired. Bulb? No, mine's got a new headlight symbol. It's plug and play. Okay. So I think the resistor is inside the bulb packet itself. Does. Because mine, a lot a, of them come like mine's a whole, the ones that I get for my car come with the resistor. Oh, okay, AT. Yeah, and see, and I don't. How would you do that on something like yours? Because I think yours is a wired hard socket, almost like the old, uh, the old school tail edge. You push them in, you twist them, to yeah. lock them in. I think that's how yours. I think that's how his. Huh? You get two points for having doubles. Hmm. There was a card in between. Oh. Twenty-eight. Go or. 26. We'll have to pull it apart and look at it. Yeah, Because if it's a plug, it twists in there. Not like most headlights do. Right. You could put a resistor and just let it hang down like I do with my truck. If it's like an old taillight where which doesn't make much sense to me because those are low power bulbs. Those are more or less just for taillights and right. Lights. You've got to have a halogen in there now. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be something where you plug in. And if you if you've got, I know they've got the things on the back. Like mine has LED in it. 
15 right. to 14. All mine are LED. Mine's an 07. So mine's a little farther back than your guys. See, but mine's only a 10. So you should you should be able to do it pretty easily. We'll have to pop that. Let's see, I don't know how the headlight pops off. It's probably just a couple of screws mounted on them and a couple of back screws. Right. Well, let me look this up real fast. I'll get on Amazon. <laughs> I'm drinking and I like to order stuff when I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times this kid has called me and goes, dude, you're never going to guess what showed up on my porch. Duck decoys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember ordering them. Yeah, you ordered them yesterday when you, or a couple days ago when you were at my house. He goes, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> nope, not at all. Don't remember ordering them. Oh, this one. Are you kidding me? I need one more point to finish. That's our elk. You got elk? Yeah, we got an elk down over the hill. Oh, dude, come to this yard. I would love to see an elk in northern Michigan. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. You didn't hear him? You just I heard, heard him. it. Yeah, that was a, He's and it's a down, bull, ain't it? Yeah, that's oh, yeah, a bull. Cows don't make that noise. Yeah. I was going to say, cows make the... Or no, yeah. that's moose. Call back at him. Like, kind of similar. Kind of similar. Kind of similar. More of a sound. Yeah, just yeah, over the hill. That's cool. Isn't it a fence or something? No, no. He's... No, he, he probably, what he did was he, he forged over from the Pigeon River. They yeah, did. he came over from the Pigeon River. They're coming this way. Oh, have they? Yeah. yeah. Just kind of like the hogs are coming up north. That, surpri that surprises the hell out of me, honestly. <laughs> where, we hunt, where we used to hunt... Um... Why? No, that there's like... I get that uh, or, uh, Wolverine's not too far away in Vanderbilt because it's that out way. there. That way. <laughs> that way. <laughs> Other way. You're pointing towards Petoskey. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt and Wolverine are that way. Yeah. That way. Because Mackinac's that Indian way. River that way. <laughs> it's that way. <laughs> yeah. That's east. Anyway, <laughs> wherever they are, wherever in this world they are, I just was pointing, you know. But yeah, no, I mean they're usually down there. You know? Yeah. If, oh yeah. Well, if you come when you're coming up seventy five, there right by the Black Bear Golf Course. Yeah. Right between Gaylord and Indi or uh, Gaylord and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. That big field on the right. Oh yeah. That's normally full of elk. That was a rooster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a rooster. <laughs> I God, mean, that make a weird baby. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you shoot an elk and you wound it, they will run for miles. You're welcome. Miles. So it doesn't surprise me that they forage that far. Mm-hmm. What's up? It's mine. What's yours? It's her crib. Oh, it's her crib? Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Okay, well, you want to save on to those two and throw whatever else you want because you ain't got really a whole lot. That's another. Right, that, and ones? that's another. If you want to, sure. If you guys look a deer, so I've been doing a lot of reading on deer and during their, uh, during their rut. A mature buck, if given the hot doe and she doesn't want to, like, give up, he will push her as far as ten miles a day. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's a that's a long ways for a deer to travel in a day. So I mean, from here to that's a for a deer that's a three day hike. That's an elk. That's a three day hike, and they're over here. Yeah. In the part that surprises me is with especially with uh, the ranch up in Sheboygan, the ranch up in Sheboygan, they lost seven hundred pigs 
they collected 125 of them. How do we not have more hogs out here? Like them thing and those hogs, they reproduce so fast. They really do. Well, a lot of it's the coyote population and the cougar population up here too. Which we really don't have a cougar population. We okay. Got, we have a couple. Okay. Of, we have a couple of them around. I, I'm not gonna lie. We have a couple of them around, but it's not as bad. Our coyote population is big, but the hogs. I mean, they travel in big groups, so they shouldn't be hurt by the coyote population. I, really, for a coyote to take down one hog, they're gonna have to cycle a short. Or a small, or a sick, or something. I mean, it's going to take three or four of them to attack them. Is it? How many cats do you think there might be around here? In this general area? Are you, what are you talking? What's a general area, I guess, too? I, I'm talking from, like, Chandler Mountain up to Mackinac City. Chandler Mountain up to Mackinac City, there's at least 15 to 20. I am thinking there's more than that. Because I know there's at least a family of eight that lives in Lancaster. I, I'm thinking closer. And the only reason I know that there's that between there is because we went out coyote hunting with dogs one day, and we released the dogs, and dogs took off on a coyote track. And we, we when we found the dogs, they were not on a coyote. They had a they had a big tom in a tree, and we were mere three miles from Lancaster, not even from Lancaster Lake in Pelston. That's not Pelston. That's Levering. Levering, whatever. I mean. Yeah. Still, it, like it, just east of Levering, just east of Levering. I mean, there's at least one here for sure. Yeah, there's we one. In, on there's one in Indian River. So I mean, there's there, there's cougars around. I I'm gonna say there's probably thirty to forty around the area. Mm-hmm. And they've been known to be around here since the '90s, but the DNR won't admit they're in Michigan. It's just like the wolves. Yep. In the Lower Peninsula here. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> You're not going to tell me they're not here. No, not at all. Oh, they're kai wolves. Them are kai wolves that came across. No. Yeah. Now, no. Yeah. Now there is. There is kai wolves. There's ko- they're called koi wolves. Either way. They're called koi wolves. And now we have three of them on our property. But you can definitely tell because we also have two wolves on our property in Sheboygan. My family's hunting property. Like. I shot a doe up there, and I like I was so afraid to track it. I was in the back, middle of brush, dead in the swamp, by myself, a headlight that's going dim, no sidearm, no nothing, and I'm tracking this deer through the swamp. And, oh, excuse me. I got, and I know there's three koi wolves there, there's two wolves there, and there's just an abundance of coyotes in this in my family's property. And my grandpa has pictures of them. So a coyote and a wolf, like, you got the very big similar, or the very big differences. You can definitely tell. A koi wolf stands the height of a wolf, but, but they've got scrawny little legs like a coyote. And a big bushy tail, instead, like a fox almost, instead of like a long, drawn out dog tail, I guess would be the best way to put it. A long haired dog tail. They just have that big bushy coyote tail. Only way to tell. Other than that, the face looks similar, the body structure looks similar. They just don't have that deep of a V in the chest, and the legs are a lot smaller. They're just nope. tall. <coughs> I've never seen one. What's the hair color? <coughs> it can differ. That's the thing. It can get the coloration of a wolf, or it can get the coloration of that red and orange of a coyote. Right. Two of them that we have on our property, one of them is black and white, and the other two are orange and black. Okay. So, mm-hmm. and the only way you can tell the difference is when they come on camera with a coyote or with a wolf. Right. Because other than that, like, you look at it and you're like, oh, well, it's one of the coyotes. Oh, wait, but 
there's a coyote behind it. So, like, they kind of run all together. Like, the wolves and the coyotes don't, but the koi wolves kind of just... They run with either one. They're kind of like their own little entity that right. run with whatever they need to. They've got enough to keep with the coyotes, but then they've got the aggression of the wolf to when uh, the coyotes okay. get it, they'll take it from them if they want to. Right. But they're not going to battle with the wolf because that wolf's just got that leg pressure that yeah. a coyote can't stand. Right. Like, you're just, they're never going to no. They're never going to win. When I was hunting up in Houston, um, dirty. I know there's wolves up there because when I was hunting, I seen a young wolf come through. Okay. It never. It's the only one I've ever seen up there. But if there's a young one up there, where'd it come from? You know. And see, I've never, I've never, I've never actually ran into a a wolf while hunting. One time, and it, I looked up, went, oh. There's a husky. No, that's not a husky. See, and that's the thing. Like a, they, a lot of times, they look like a husky, but they have a lot bigger build. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you, you could tell it wasn't a husky. Yeah. Because oh, no. most of the time, when you see dogs running through the woods, they got a collar on. You know, if they see someone or smell someone, they're coming to you. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, I will say, back in the early, I want to say early 80s, maybe mid-80s. I can't remember when my aunt and uncle got together. But my I aunt, wasn't alive then. No, neither was <laughs> I. But my aunt, my aunt ended up getting this, she got this dog. I, don't, I, I can't remember the full story of how she got this dog. But she took it into the vet at one point in time. And the vet told her she wasn't allowed to bring it back to him. And they said, how do you even have this dog? She goes, well, it just it was kind of a stray. It was hanging around the property, and it just kind of became part of the family. This dog was 95% wolf. That don't surprise me. And it was, just, it was a house pet. Like, it stayed in the yard. It listened to her. When my aunt and my uncle first started dating, they were telling me a story. He goes, when, when she took me to her house to meet her family, she said, you stay on the porch. I have to go get my dog. And I got to bring him out here to meet you. And I need to hold on to him. And he goes, all right, I'm thinking this, you know, this black lab, this boxer, this pit bull, whatever. No big deal. No, my aunt, now my aunt's 5'6", five, 5'8", five, my height. And he goes, she comes out holding that dog about mid-rip at the collar. And I about pooed myself. Like all over, he goes. He goes. He he's like. I knew immediately that dog was a wolf. Once I was fine, I was great. And then he told us a story. He had someone break into their house one time, and he goes, "The dog let him in. The dog did not let him out, though." Right. He goes. I had plenty of time to come downstairs and get a hold of him <laughs> and get him outside for them cops waiting. Like, but there was no, that no, there was no getting into that. There was getting into that house, but there was no getting back out. And then just so happened, that dog got out one day and got on a rabbit and the neighbor next door shot him. Ooh. Thought it was a wolf. Right. Took him out. Yeah, he did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. He knew what was up. But, but it's, it's one of those things. But like, it, it's, it, they're vicious. They're vicious little animals, man. Them wolves are not, oh, I, I guess I say vicious little animals. They're not little, but they, they ain't that little. 
Do what? <clears throat> he was wondering how I got fifteen six, so I had fifteen two, fifteen oh. four, and then the two sevens. Yeah. What'd you get? Nothing. Oh. I had literally nothing. Oh. oh, but that helped me out a lot. Fifteen two four six. Four. Sorry. That was really the only thing I could throw you without kind of <clears throat> totally screwing myself. And a pair for six. What? Yeah, it's the only ever time I've seen a wolf besides in like a zoo or something. Oh my god. I love I love going to the gardens and sewing out. <laughs> but the wolves there don't do them any justice. So we went to the Garland Zoo one time. I remember this. It was me. Nicole, a couple, couple of our friends, and then the kids. I think Joseph was maybe five, six years old. And they found the cougar cage. Cages they had a mountain lion in. And then Joseph, the, the lion, the cougar came out and stood right in the cage, and Joseph decided to start running from one end of the cage to the other. And back and forth, the cougar chasing to this end, <laughs> chasing back, chasing back. I'm like, this is kind of cool. Really suck if that thing got off its cage. Yeah. <laughs> and then Nicole's over there being like, being my wife. She's playing with the lions, and all of a sudden the male lion turns around and sprays on her. Oh my god, she stunk so. Why wow. did you do that? <laughs> she stunk. So, Let us know. She stunk so bad for that ride home. <laughs> like no, she got sprayed by that lion, that male lion, and oh my lord, was he not like it was not a pretty smell. I love deer hunting. My least favorite thing is dragging a doe out when it's in heat. I hate I hate cleaning bucks when they're fun. Both of them. Them tarsals at the back legs just smell so bad. Both of them. I'd rather drag a doe than a buck. I'm sorry, but them big swamp ruddy bucks. Them, oh, oh yeah. Them would you just grind into burger because they taste yeah. just like they smell if you don't. No, I don't. Pretty much. Well, that's, and that's like another thing. You shoot a buck that's anywhere over seven, eight years old, you might as well just turn it into sausage. Oh, yeah. At that point, there's nothing else you're going to do with it that's going to make it taste. Like, now, understandably, we'll get some flack for that because... The venison is venison, but not, no, no. There's, there's good taste in venison, and then there's venison. You got to figure out how to make it taste good because it's you, you shoot a deer out of the cedar swamps, it's gonna taste like the cedar swamps. You shoot a deer out of the cornfield, it's gonna taste like it was eating grain and corn, and it tastes good. It it, it 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 is what it is. It's like a deer that's eating out of apple orchards. They're sweet, they're tender, they're juicy. Like they're oh, it, yeah. it, it, their dietary plan is really what they're gonna taste like. And a lot of yeah. people won't agree with that, but it really is. And really, you can shoot one out of an apple orchard, and they taste like a cedar. 
because that's where they grew up their whole life. Well, and that's if, if you got a, if you got an apple orchard right outside the cedar swamp, when the apples stop dropping and the snow starts coming in, they're eating what, cedar. They're eating the cedar. Yeah, that's that's half their year right there. Yeah, oh, which luckily this year they didn't have to do. Oh that. yeah, this they, year was great for them. Oh my lord, have you seen the size of the deer there, Campfire Charlie? Uh, yeah. Kinda. I mean, oh, they, dude, they're huge. They're huge. They're, we didn't have the die off. They're not. They're, we didn't get the die off. We didn't get the die off, but we we got they they were kind of skinny in the middle of winter. But not not terrible. I mean, I didn't see ribs. No, and you didn't. You don't even see ribs now. No, I didn't see ribs. So that was a positive. Yeah. No. So I mean, they're doing. I think they're doing. Oh, fantastic. it's yours. Yeah, I think they're doing fantastic for where they were last year. Like they're, they're still fat. They're still, they still got a lot of their winter weight on them. But they, once again, they didn't have to forge that hard. What did we get? We got three solid weeks of snow and then warm, and then another two weeks of snow and then warm. I was doing something else. Well, I I'd have to look it up what our total snowfall was, but it definitely was not near you what it could have been. Sorry. I was waving at you because I knew what I had and I knew what I had in my hands. Usually right on the spot with them. Well, I am, but I, I wanted to take it for a second and go, oh, hi, buddy. <laughs> go. It definitely wasn't 100 inches of snow this no, year. No, no, no. no. So they, they got pretty lucky, 7. 15. Yeah. Because usually you get a lot of the fawns dying off because of the hard winter. Yeah. And this year the fawns look even great. Yep. Yep. Every, everything looks great. That's we kept most of our fawns around here. We've still got eight of them that come around just to say hi. Good. And, and that's good. I mean, that's not even next year. It's probably the <clears throat> year after. Right. Yep. Two, four, six, and a pair for eight. Four. <clears throat> Fifteen, two, fifteen, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Man, that camera picks up a lot of light, Don. I'm noticing that his camera's picking up a lot of light. No, yours. Yeah. Yeah, yours is picking up a lot, especially in the background. James is dead. Yeah, well, that's why you shut that one down to try and pick up this one. I think almost that one's more or less shining over here. Yeah. Shine right here. Almost, I was trying to get it off of here. Almost might want to take that one and put it behind the camera point this way. Yeah. Because that light is more or less facing right there. That's why it's got all the light there. Turn it more this way. Yeah. I was looking at the light situation. That's why I was trying to turn them down. I was saying the same thing. What? It's time for a pee break. Yeah. <clears throat> Can't see me How's that? Does that look better? In there? Oh. Ow! <laughs> yeah, that actually helped the light. That looks fucking great now. <laughs> now that I can't see a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look back here. I'm facing like towards you guys, kind of. Stop flipping around, take a leave. Who's Jeep is that, Doug? Mary's. Why don't you drive that on Friday? Uh, it's not licensed yet. Well, you got all week. 
I gotta take it over to I've gotta take it over to um Jeff. Um let me pause this. Also, are you ready for leak seconds? Uh, I can't pause. That's all right. We can just yeah. Um, you ready for leak picking though? Yeah. Well, good tomorrow after uh, work. Um, I got to um replace James. the back brakes. Uh huh. Um, you want to grab it? Yeah, I'll grab a handful of wood. It needs. I've replaced front brakes on it. It needs back brakes. Um, I think it needs a rear seal on the on the uh, a front seal on the pumpkin. Uh huh. But the motor runs good. But I think it. it there was something about an intake gasket because it's leaking antifreeze. Oh, right on. Which those are. Yeah. You going for more? I'm gonna grab one more. So if that's all that it is, is an intake gasket? That's not bad. No. No, that's not bad at all. But also wanna be concerned with that water pump on those. Right. Those five sevens and that Jeep can three three nine. Is it a three nine? Yep. Well then oh that's even worse. I can still Or three nine or three six. Three six. Okay, because the three nine was a diesel. Yeah, or, no, the three zero was a diesel. That's three nine. It's either a three nine or a three six. It's probably the three six or the three eight. It's probably the Pentastar. Well, it's not a four seven. I'll tell you that. No, it's no. probably the three six Pentastar or the three eight. Yeah. Pentastar. You do. Okay. Freezing. How does that look? Does that look better, guys? That looks a lot better. It. We got some light over here now. You can just see it in your camera. Do what? You can see it in your camera. What? The light. Yeah. If you close that door down, it's lighted up a lot more because that darkness is taking a lot of the color out. How about... Just close the screen door. Well, you can't really close the door because it's got those. There you go. Just close the screen door. It, that's not going to help nothing It'll either. It'll help a little. Oop. There you go. I'm going to turn it up a little bit more like that one. Turn it up. Yeah, turn turn it up. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> she knows what how do you turn? How do you turn it up? Is it just this little knob? Yes. There you go. That's a lot better. You good? Yeah. There you go. We'll get this down. We'll get this down to a science one of these days. The last time we had a major glow that came, and I'm seeing it right. Yeah, it's a glow right above your head. Yeah, above this side. But there's... <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. Your legs in your strap and chair. I don't know. Once. 
there. How about that, Don? Your glow gone? No, I still got the glow. It's right here. Leave it right there. That looks a little bit better. Leave it right there. That glow is not going to be gone from Don to not keep the but but that helped the lighting over here too. That's yeah, way better. Oh yeah, see, and your, your glow is not bad. It's just coming off the side of your face a little bit. Yeah, right. Oh, another one. Here's another fun fact for you. Did you see the new fishing rule changes here? No, what. They change the licenses. Yeah, what's now? So now, instead of your license going to March 31st, it goes to the end of February. You have to have your new license by March 1st. Yep. They did that last year. Yeah. That they was, started it, they but now started, they're enforcing Now they're going to enforce it heavier. Because I looked like I looked at the DNR officer, but I don't ask him. I said, what am I supposed to do? I got now, I bought a fishing license that goes to March 31st. Now I just lose a month on it, which now next year I lose a month. Technically, I said, so how does that work? You guys going to... Make them a little cheaper. And he goes, well, we're not really enforcing it this year, but next year it's a big thing. Better be on top. So, another thing for people listen. I don't understand the the, the issue. Where, I, where, where, why, why do the switch then? I think a lot of it now is a lot of your guys. Like, and see, and that kind of frustrates me because when does walleye season open? Or walleye the last Saturday in April. Walleye season closes. March 15th. Yep. So now for me to go fishing two weeks for walleye, I got to get a brand new license. Yep. yep. So yeah, that, that kind of frustrates me a little bit. But they also look at it, how many people are ice fishing after February, at the end of February. I, I mean, still quite a few. Oh, yeah. Especially up here. Especially up here. Well, but in the UP. The UP a lot more than us. Yeah, but still, like that, it's kind of, it's kind of, why? Why did you, why did you have to change it? And it's like they're trying to change deer season to go the whole month of November for rifles, or they're trying to change it from the 15th and the 30th to the 5th to 20th or something like that. Like Now, they, don't wreck opening day. No. And it's like, why are you trying? Why? Like, leave everything alone. It's working. Because you've got people that are biologists that think that they know more than the hunters. Like I say, Just like the doe season. We're going to kill every doe off in the northern Michigan. Yeah. And and the 10 doe tags? Yeah. We're, we're going to give you 10 doe tags to kill all the does off in Michigan with, without any consideration of where, where's your reproduction stock? Yeah. That's also... Also, to that now, to that point, I'm going to be a little bit of an advocate and the devil's advocate here. If you're doe hunting and you have an area that you know you should not be killing off as many does as you just want to, why are you hunting? Why are you depleting your population to then complain about the population? Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. A lot of people need to understand when you're in a spot, you need to be able to take and understand the herd. And a lot of people don't do that. They don't take the time to understand the herd that they're hunting. They just go in there and kill. I I get that. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take it one step further. Yeah. Why is it 
that we're allowing the youth hunt to be bucks and does and not does only. I get the youth hunt. See, okay. No. And no. that's another thing. I get the youth hunt as well with him. I get the youth hunt as well. Get the kids interested in it. Now, I'm not saying go out and take this kid to go shoot the biggest buck you've ever seen. Like, they, that kid should not be 9, 10 years old. Now, granted, if the kid put in the work, the kid went driving with you, found the buck, figured out where he's sitting at, found the property he's sitting on, got the landowner's permission, did all the work, set up the blind, helped you do <clears throat> and helped get into that spot and did his time, fantastic. But I, I, I get the fact of they can shoot whatever they want because you tell your kid, no, they can't shoot that. You're five. I did. Old. I did for three of my kids. But you know what I'm trying to say? Because I wanted them to shoot a doe first. I want you to shoot a doe first. And see, and that's, I like, now for me. And then you can see what it's like to shoot a deer. You have respect for shooting the deer. And then you can shoot a buck because now you understand what it means to hunt. You're not just shooting the biggest buck that walked in. You see, I'm kind of on the opposite scale of that. If we're going to limit it to something, I think should we should limited to, to a buck. I, I'm not saying it because I get where you're coming from. You want to know why I say a buck? Because it's teaching them the patience of the hunt. Yes. You're not but go out then, there. then why not use a doe? Why not use a doe if you're teaching them that patience? Because you see does all the time. But why not use that as a trainer? Because you do see them all the time, and they're they're more stupid and less intelligent than but a buck. But you're not teaching, like, you know what I'm trying to say, teach them the patience of waiting. You're not going to shoot the first animal you see. So you don't shoot the first doe you see. You wait till the, the biggest <laughs> doe walks out. And then you take that doe. Correct. But I feel that if they waited long enough and a buck walks out, then they, I agree with James at the same point, because <clears throat> you've added a whole new element. Shooting a doe, like for me, even during my, like my late doe season, freezer fill season, I really don't get, like, I get excited. I get that little first adrenaline burst where I see the deer and go, oh, there's a deer. And then I get squared off and I'm like, all right. Game time. Boom. Boom. Done. Now I see a buck that whole time. I'm sitting there like. I get that way with any deer that I see. No. And the day that I lose that, it's the day that I quit hunting. No. I like for a doe. It, but see, for me, I go walk a mile a day and see seven does. Well. I mean, look, but at, look at my numbers this year. He, here's my irritation with. A five-year-old shooting a thirteen-point buck. Okay, well that's a that's a different story. I'm not saying take them out, tell them to shoot a thirteen-point buck. Okay, no, you saying... know that five-year-old did not use that thirty-out six. Ah, uh, hold on. My child used my thirty-out six, and it, at seven years old, and that was with a bog. You put him in a bog, that kid could really shoot anything at that point. That bog takes 90% of that recoil. I, I get that, but... So, I mean, now, yes, I think there's an age limitation where they're like, when the kid's able to hunt. 
some of these people. It are. used to be 12 years old. And see, I'm okay with 10. 10 is like now. The, Brandon, the limit used kid. to be 12. Now, I got my kids started early, but my kids also, I take my kids. You know what? Shoot. My dad had me shooting a twenty-two at four. He didn't have me out in the woods hunting. No. Until I was old enough to take hunter safety at thirteen. Yeah. Well, see, and now even that, I can send my kid into hunter safety now. Okay. And my kid's nine. And I don't feel that a nine-year-old is. I feel it's all the house you were raised up in. It is, but I don't feel that they're responsible enough at nine years old to take that responsibility of taking a life. Yeah, See, honestly. And that's where I feel completely <clears throat> different since the time. So, since the time my kids were old enough to talk to me, crawl around, like if I was cleaning fish, I let them watch me clean fish. If I shot a deer, I let them watch me process the deer. Like, I believe that they need to understand the connection between the food we gather to the food we bring to the table. And they, they know every single step process that goes into it. And that's... Like, that once you pull the trigger, the fun just began. Right. <laughs> like, the fun's over. Once that trigger's pulled and that deer's on the ground, the fun's over. Now comes the work. So, it, I, I think it's a total connection between the two. That, that rule of the 12 changed after I went through... Hunter safety. Yes. Like the year after. I think I understand why. It may have been a couple of years after, but I think I understand why they did it. Because look at society now. What do most kids do? They play on their video games, but that's not a that's not a hunting problem. That's a parent problem. Well, but see, that, but, that's... Well, hold Just hold on a second. The parents can't take them out and go hunting. They don't want to go out there if they can't hunt. You know what I mean? Or they don't know how to. They don't if, have the weight. Yeah. To, if you teach them younger, they can go out and hunt. They're more apt to go out and do it instead of sitting in the house playing video games. And that, well, that also brings to the next point. Like, one of the things I want to start up is I would love, like, if I could find a farmer that has a bunch of land that just, he doesn't want to work. It can't work. And he's getting too old. He's got all the equipment, but let me use the land. Let me like lease it without leasing it and run a charitable <clears throat> program to get these kids and teach them the right way. Cause I've got in my wife's family, we've got three certified like um, hunter safety people in her family. Like they are certified to give the hunter safety course. Like I would bring them out. Like I want to set up blinds to where the, we can bring these kids out there where their parents may not be able to like give them their clothes, give them a gun to use. Like, the clothes they can keep. The guns are just for them to use. They can take the hunter safety course right on site the day before season. They want to. Like, get them out shooting. Like, get them out. And then, you, which, and at that same point, if they're not ready, they just they can't hunt. If they're not able to get it. it. It's just trying to get kids outdoors is more or less the, what we want. The, and the, I would like to see more of them. And I think getting them out younger is the better thing. I, I think the way you get them outdoors is you take their phone away and you tell them to get outside. That, that's not... And, and you make them parent, experience outdoors. But that's also not parenting. That's, that's, that is parenting. It is, but you got to be, as a parent, you got to get your own ass off that couch. Well, that too. And go do it yourself. Well, you need to go do it too. But you've also got to have the kid willing to do it, and you've got to be able to pull the kid away from... 
here's the problem. Protective services, if you take a phone away from your kid, your kid can call protective services on you and say that you took their phone from them. And you know what? You took their ways to, to call the police away from them, which means that you took their way of communication away from them, which means that you took their lifeline away from them, which means that you are holding them hostage. And you know what I tell the CPS people? They're, what did we do 30 years ago? It doesn't matter what we did 30 years ago. I, I don't it's a matter of what we do today. And CPS has so much control. The problem is, is we've raised a generation of soft kids who don't understand what outdoors is. We, we've raised it. percent of the problem is, is you see the kid on the cell phone, all they do is cell phones, video games, da, da, da. Look at their parents. What are their parents doing? Exact same. Yep. They're yeah. The they're not parenting. <clears throat> they're, 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 they're device parenting. They're giving them a device to... So that way they don't have to. I, I think that's more of it. The parents are out doing their own thing and they're telling the kid here. Here's the device. You, you, you use this as a babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, I think just getting kids outdoors. Is like, well, because at some, like, even at some point, like you can't tell me that somewhere in our world, we're not going to get to a point where gardening is going to be a basic skill again. Like you're going to need to know how to garden. Oh yeah. Like at some point, even now groceries, like, Groceries are expensive. Gro groceries are expensive. Especially produce. Pro and that's it. Produce. Like, if you can... Teaching kids... And that's another program I would like to run. is a gardening program out there. Get a big garden. 100 by 80. Bring kids out there. Teach them how to plant. Teach them how to till it under. Teach them how to get it fertilized. Teach them how to pick them. Teach them how to can them. Teach everything. From step one to step... You show me an inner city kid that their parent is going to allow you... To let them get dirt under their fingernails, and you're 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 playing with a miracle. You know what? It's worth at least a shot because if I can't, if I can at least teach one kid, that one kid may tell his friends. And hey, one and then once that one kid tells his friends and how excited he is. Oh, I I agree. I, I, that's all you need. It, the best way it was explained to me is like a pebble in a lake. One good action creates a ripple effect. Continues out through the lake over time. So that one good action creates in the more and more. It's just more pebbles get thrown into the lake each time. And it just becomes more in motion. The problem is you got to have that motion that of willingness to keep that ripple going. You got to throw two cards still. Oh, then yes, you're right. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. <clears throat> for two. <clears throat> 24. It's morning. Oh, night. <laughs> He's about ready to go by bed. That's your bed, Daddy. Oh, yeah, wake up. 15, I don't which I understand the willingness to get the like the willingness of the kids to get out. Yeah. 15, 2, 15, At the four, same time, some 15. people you're just never going to change. But there are some, and I've I've even seen it like a lot of like a lot of a lot of people I know or a lot of people yeah. that like my dad knows or. Stuff like that. Like I talk to people that were like they're like, like 
oh, you hunt. This is awesome. Like, could you teach my kid? Like, yeah, I'll gladly teach your kid. My kid wants to do it. I don't know how. My kid wants to do this. I don't know how. More than happy to help. Like, like my, another good one, like my nephew. His mom don't hunt. His dad sure as heck don't hunt. I take him out with me. So I think just getting someone else involved. It, you know what? I'm not here for a long time. But if I can change a few lives and make a better difference, that's all that matters to me. Well, yeah, that's all four, that we can... Four, four or five and I'm happy. That, that's all that we can do is try to leave something better than what we came into. Yeah. Problem is, we're in a world of hurt right now. I don't have one. Anybody hungry for chicken? <laughs> yeah. Freaking rooster keeps fucking talking. I'm about to go over there and kill it and put it on the grill. Like that video on Facebook. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about the one that the chicken took the pat of butter. Uh -huh. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen that one? No. Oh, jeez. Is that little kid yelling at that rooster? <laughs> you going blind? Okay, no, guys. Those two look, those four, and I knew which one. I think that's it for tonight. I think so. That was a good one. Was yep. Good one. I'm crazy.